you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. So today I want to teach briefly on the law of confession. On what? The law of confession. The law of confession. We have talked, we have um, looked at meditation. We did that. We have looked at meditation. Now, to meditate is to store something in your heart. What you see around you comes out of what is you. Say, what I see around me comes out of what is in me. The Bible says, I think this is the book of Matthew, the, a good man out of the good deposit of his heart brings out good things. And an evil man out of the evil deposit or the, the evil um, deposit he has put in his heart will bring forth evil things. So what comes out of your heart is what determines what is around you. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Question, where is the treasure? Where is the treasure? Where is the treasure? It's not a trick question. It's written there. Where is the treasure found? Where is the treasure found? Say so the treasure is in my heart. The treasure is in my heart. So your treasure is not out there somewhere. Your treasure is in your heart. So what you will see around you is what will have come out of your heart. What appears around you is what has come from inside you. So you time to deposit in your heart. Then what you have deposited in your heart is what you'll begin to see. So you can't blame anybody. One, you can't blame anyone. Two, everybody has an opportunity to change.
you bring out what is inside your heart through confession. There's a law called the law of confession. First of all, there's a law called the law of faith. You find this in the book of Romans. It says, which law? By the law of faith. The law of faith is opposite of the law of works. There's a law called the law of faith. And this law of faith works by a law called the law of confession. Say the law of faith. The law of faith. The law of faith. Can you give me Romans? I think it's Romans chapter 12 or something. Feel a lot of anointing today. No. The Bible says, how do we do these things? By which law? The law of works? No. The law of faith. It should be Romans around chapter 12 there. <sighs> Is it very difficult to type in the law of faith? What is a law? What is a law? What is a law? Why do you say the law of faith? We have three types. <laughs> chapter 3. Actually, chapter 3, verse 27. Where is the boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? The law of works? No. But by the law of faith. So faith is a law. Faith is what? The law of faith works by the law of confession. Faith is a law. What is a law? We have the legal law. But the kind of law we are talking about here, we have three kinds of laws. One is the legal law. It's a legal law. Then we have natural law. We have what? Natural law. Then we have spiritual law. A law is a set of principles that will work the same way every time. A set of principles that work the same way every time. So you can depend on them. Our faith is a law because if you put in what is required, you can predict the outcome. Natural law is like gravity. It's like? Natural law is like what? Gravity. Gravity is a law. You don't have to believe in it for it to work. Is that okay? Gravity is what? A law. If you jump out of this window saying, I don't believe in gravity, you will discover very quickly that gravity is a law. Whether you don't believe in it or not, it applies to you. And it will affect you. They're here. So a law is a set of principles that will work, every, that will work the same way every time. If you throw a stone up, 
Because of gravity, you can predict what's going to happen. Is that okay? So there's a law called the law of faith. We have the legal law, we have natural law, and we have spiritual laws. A lot of things we see happening in the natural. They have been made possible because people understood natural law and used natural law for their own benefit. For someone who does not understand natural law, some things are magic to them. It's like magic. Let me give you an example. I saw the other day a very, very huge plane. It was for cargo. It was for what? It was an Emirates plane. It's big. The plane, the, time, the last time I was going to Kisumu, the, 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 the plane you were using is an Embraer. It could fit into that plane almost 20 times. It's huge. Is that okay? And it was very heavy. Yet it can fly. Is that true? It can fly. How does it fly? Yet there is gravity. We have the law of gravity that makes sure everything is pulled down. But we have another law that can overcome the law of gravity. It's called the law of lift. The law of what? It means if I start moving something and move at a certain speed, there's a speed I will reach, that thing begins to fly because of the wind, the air that comes below it. It doesn't matter whatever it is. If you move it at that speed, it will begin to fly. Even a car. Have you seen cars? When you move them very quickly, very too, too fast, what happens to them? They begin to fly. Why? Because of the law of lift. They are not equipped to fly. But when they apply the law of lift, it affects them. That okay. So a law will work the same way every time, regardless of what is using it. So we have several natural laws that man has manipulated for uh, his own benefit. A car is able to move because of what? The law of friction. Is that true? If there was no friction, vehicles would not move. Are you aware? The law of what? Friction. It makes a car able to move. This thing is here and not flying everywhere because of gravity. If there was no gravity, this podium would be flying everywhere. It is held in one position by what? Gravity. They understand. They are here. Because of this, people have used natural laws to benefit them. Apart from natural laws, there are also financial laws. They are what? And there are spiritual laws. The book of Job, chapter 38, verse 33. The book of Job, chapter 38, and verse 33. Job of asking, have you understood... Do you know the ordinances of heavens? Can you put this in NIV? Do 
Do you know the laws of the heavens? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Job was asking, God was asking Job a question. Do you know the laws of heaven? Can you set up dominion over the earth? In other words, if you are aware of the laws of heaven, you will have capacity to have dominion on earth. The dominion on earth is predicated upon the laws of the spiritual laws. Because the spiritual always controls the natural. See, the spiritual controls the natural. The spiritual controls the natural. The spiritual controls the natural. Which doctors operate because they understand some spiritual laws and then they manipulate them to bring some results. If you understand the spiritual laws, even if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can do certain things. Is that okay? We don't want to work without the Holy Spirit. So the people want a shortcut. They go to people who understand spiritual laws. They make sacrifices and they get them some results. But it doesn't come with peace. Is that okay? It doesn't come with peace. So one of the essential spiritual laws is called the law of confession. The law of what? The law of what? The law of what? As a believer, you take delivery of your inheritance through confession. As a believer, my inheritance is given to me through confession. The book of Romans chapter 10, verse what? It says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, then we can predict the result. What will be the result? You'll be saved. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Banangi. Can, who is in the media today? Romans 10, 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, what will happen? You will be saved. So you take delivery of your inheritance of salvation. How? By confession. This is a law for you to get your inheritance, not just of salvation, of everything else that God is giving you. There is nothing you will see from God that you have not said. Say there is nothing I will see from God that I have not spoken. It is a law. Say there is nothing I will see from God that I have not spoken out of my mouth. God wants us to operate like him. If you check the book of Genesis, you will see this thing. And God said, let there be this, 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 this. And God saw. Say, God said, then God saw. God said, then God saw. God said, then God saw. How will you see? First you will. Say, and then you will see. 
Say, I must say, then I will see, because I operate like God. God created you to operate like him. So you will see what you say. You will see what you say. You will see what you say. Eh, now media is waking up. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw. God said, and then he saw what he said. You will say, then you will see what you say. So the law of faith operates by the law of confession. That if any man should say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. The law of confession. So what you are seeing right now is what you said years ago. God cannot be mocked. What you are seeing right now is what you said. I keep saying everybody is living in the past. Everybody is living what they have said so far. Is that okay? Your present is your past because your present is what you said in the past. Mark 11, 24. Therefore, I say to you that whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Is this what I said? I said, if a man shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt, eh, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever. He will have whatever. He will have whatever. So, if you pray one thing and you say something else, what will you have? What will you have? What will you have? What will you have? A lot of people pray and then they leave the prayer altar and walk out and start talking nonsense and cancel what they've just done. You will not have what you pray. You will have what you say. You will not have what you pray. You will have what you say. It is your responsibility to make sure what you are saying is lining up with what you are praying. It is your responsibility to make sure that what you are saying is lining up with what you are praying. The assignment of the devil is to put thoughts in your head. 
Okay. The power of life and death is not in the devil. A lot of believers think it is. This simple statement, a lot of believers don't know it. They actually believe that the power of life and death is where? With the devil. That's not true. The power of life and death is with? It's not even with God. Where is the power of life and death? Whose tongue? Is it the devil's tongue? Is it the tongue of God? It is whose tongue? Your tongue. So your tongue determines what is alive and what is dead in your life. It's not the devil. The devil is a defeated foe. It's not God. God has left the responsibility to you. The worst the devil can do is to put a thought in your head so that you can say it. And when you say it, now it can afflict you using those words. The book of Proverbs, I think chapter 32, verse 33, it says when you, are put an, when you have had an evil thought or when you have done evil to exalt yourself, put a hand over your mouth. Proverbs 18, 21 says, the death, the death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it shall eat its fruit. It says, when you have had an evil thought or when you have behaved funny to exalt yourself, you must now put a hand over your mouth. Why? So that you don't say nonsense. When that thought is, you see, you can, you can only throw a thought on your head. Not every thought you have is yours. In fact, very little thought that you have is your own. The devil puts thought on you. Why? So that you can talk it out. When you talk it out, now you empower him. Proverbs 30, 32 says, If you have been a foolish in exalting yourself, or if you have devised evil, put your hand on your mouth. Can I have uh, NIV? If you have played the fool and exalted yourself, or if, you, if you have planned evil, clap your hand over your mouth. KJV. KJV. If thou hast done foolishly in lifting up thy help, or if thou hast thought evil, lay thine hand upon thy mouth. In other words, let the thing die in your thought level. Don't verbalize it. When you verbalize the thing, now you empower demons to begin to make reality that thing that you have just said. Am I talking? Am I saying something? I want to make this thing short so that you can swallow it as a capsule. I don't want to make it too long. I'm trying. But the way you are responding now you will make me be longer because now you look like you're not understanding. 
Say what I say. Brings me my inheritance. Or what I say. Denies me my inheritance. Jesus said. By your words. Thou shalt be justified. And by your words. You will be condemned. So it all hangs on. What you are saying. The reason we talk foolishly is because we don't put value on what we are saying. We don't really believe what we are saying shall come to pass. So you can lie anyhow. Or you can panga what? You can panga people. You can arrange people. Because you think you can speak and it goes just like that. The Bible says any idle word, the word idle means non-productive. Any non-productive word that you speak, you shall answer for it. Why? Because the major purpose of words is not transference of thought. The major purpose of words is not communication. The greatest purpose of words is creation. What is the greatest purpose of words? Creation. Everything you say is creating something. But I say to you that for every idle word that men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. The greatest purpose of words is what? Creation. It's not communication. Communication is just a side hustle. The main purpose of words is what? Creation. That's why God said and God saw. God said and God so, how did God say, how did God create? He created by saying. The Bible says, God formed man and breathed into him. And man became a living spirit. The literal translation of that is, man became another speaking spirit. Man became a living spirit means man became another spirit that can do what? Speak. Man became another speaking spirit. So one of the greatest gifts God gave man is the gift of the ability to create by speech. So the ability to create. By speaking. So when God rested from all his works, he sat down and rested, which means he stopped speaking. Why? So that you now can start speaking. God can no longer speak his word. 
for the word of God to operate, that word must be given to you. Because God has rested. That's why you must meditate it. And as you meditate that word, God reveals that word to you. Why does God reveal the word to you? So that you can speak it. Is that okay? So that you can do what? Speak it. And when you become God, the word creates. So here. They understand. There is no creation that is going to happen if God speaks. The Bible says, just like the water comes from the heavens and waters the ground, so shall my word be that I have sent to earth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish every purpose whereunto I sent it. So the word of God accomplishes the purposes of God for which it was sent on the return journey. Not on the initial journey. When God sends it, it does nothing. Why? Because God can't speak his own word. He has handed over the ability of speaking the word of God to a human being because we are now his body. God has lost the authority to talk his own word. Man. Cannot legally on this earth speak his word. His word will not be effective here if he speaks it. Because he has another body that has been mandated to do the speaking now. He rested, he shut up so that you can speak. Am I talking? When God created the animals, he couldn't even name them. The Bible says he brought them to Adam and said, can you name them? Why? I can't. I want to, but you name them. You are the one with the mandate. Is that okay? The mandate to speak the word of God lies with you. So the mandate to speak the word of God lies with me. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. When does it accomplish this thing? When it is returning. How does it return? When it is spoken from here, going back. So if nobody speaks it, that word will be void. Because it has not returned yet. So here. So we must speak the word. It is when we speak the word that it creates. That's why the Bible calls us co-workers with God. Say, I am a co-worker with God. What did God do? He created. Is that true? How did he create? By speaking. What are you doing? If you are, are co-working with him, what are you doing? You are speaking and in speaking, what are you doing? You are creating. Every man has capacity to create his own world around him by his words. Every living spirit, every human being, every speaking spirit has capacity, ability, mandate 
to create his own world around him using the words that God gave him. Because it is the word that created the world. The Bible says, without him, nothing was created that which was created. That same word is now in your mouth to create father. Creation has not stopped. Creation is continuing. So that it is now continuing in your mouth. So you must speak that which you want to see. I don't know how I can emphasize this so you can get it. Say, I must only speak that which I want to see. All things were made through him. Through him meaning the word. Eh? And nothing, and without him, nothing was made which was made. So everything was created by the word. And everything was created out of the word. So everything you see, the solid you see around you, if you investigate it, is actually sound. If you go deep into what you consider solid, they are just they are actually vibrations. This thing is not really solid. If you check it, it's just sound. And if it is sound, sound can change it. If it is sound, sound can change it. That's what the Bible says. The eternal things. Are, the, the, the spiritual things are eternal, but the temporal things, they are subject to change. So if it's here on earth, it is subject to change. I can change it. Your situation is not permanent. I see your situation changing, and it is changing instanter in the precious name of Jesus. It is changing instanter in the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. The issue is, you have not trained your heart to believe what your mouth is saying. You have not. The day you shall train your heart to believe what your mouth is saying, that day, anything you say shall come to pass. The Bible says, if any man should say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the thing he is saying, it shall come to pass. He shall have that thing that he has said. The reason is, you have not trained your heart to believe what's coming out of your mouth. So God, in his mercy, gives you time. He gives you what? Time to check. Do you really believe what you're saying? Because you know, men are liars. Because you lie a lot, you have trained your heart that you can say something in your mouth that you don't believe is true. You're just trying to convince somebody else. You yourself, you don't believe it. Eh? Keep giving example. Where are you? But you're in your bedroom. You have not left. And you think that is inconsequential. It is not. You have just given your heart a training that it is possible for you to speak something that you yourself don't believe. Umepeleka mayo yako shule. 
that you can speak something then you actually don't want it to come to pass. Or you can speak something that you don't believe in your heart. You're just talking frivolously. You know you're killing me with you're killing me with this thing. If the thing actually kills you, you say no, I didn't mean really kill. Me. So you're training your heart to know that there are certain things you're saying but you don't mean them. You don't want them to come to pass. So the day that comes that you are speaking something that you really want to come to pass, your heart is weakened. You can't believe. You destroyed your faith because you are a liar. Eh? Your wig is nice. When in your heart you say you look like a pig. You are a liar. You're training your heart that your mouth can say one thing and your heart is thinking another thing. What 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 nice eyelashes. Where did you get them? Nigeria. You can be used to scare birds from a field. <laughs> you are not congruent. You're not one. Your word is saying one thing, your heart is somewhere. So you cannot be a powerful Christian. Because you cannot speak, you cannot declare and expect it to come to pass. Your heart has been trained to lie all the time. In fact, sometimes some people are an expert in it. It has become a spiritual gift. They lie like waterfalls. Even when it is not necessary. I had a friend like that. Nasama tu wongo tu. It has become second nature. Hmm? So when you need faith, now you cannot be able to produce faith. Because even when you are serious, your heart still thinks you are lying. So this is how you trained it. So you cannot believe in your heart that this thing will come to pass. So you declare here from morning till evening, nothing passes because you have trained yourself that way. That's why the Bible says God hates liars. Why? Because lying spoils your faith. It sabotages your faith. When they let down, I'm sorry, it's the truth. I can't cheat you, I'm coming then two hours later. Uko happy? Niko kwa matatu na kupigia? Sayo uko kwa stage. It's not true. You're training your heart badly. The day now cancer has appeared and you need to kill cancer, you can't. Because you are a liar and your heart has been trained not to believe anything you're saying. The law of faith now works against you. Say here. But you can become so powerful that anything you say does not take time. 
Because you have trained your heart to believe what comes out of your mouth. Because the first person who hears your confession is not the person you are talking to, it's your heart. Your heart hears before anything else hears. And your heart does not differentiate between truth and whatever, man. So long as you have said it, you are a king. Kings don't joke. A king always walks with another person called a scribe. Called what? A king walks with what? A king walks with what? A scribe notes down everything the king says. The king only says two things. Either a command or a promise. A command or a promise. So the king cannot say something and say, I'm just kidding. It will be implemented. If you joke, I will scatter your head. No, I'm just kidding. By the time he says he's just kidding, one soldier already scattered your head. Because a king has no leeway to joke, to talk frivolously. Say, I'm a king. I cannot talk frivolously. In the name of Jesus, my kingship shall dominate. I'm teaching you principles of heaven. In heaven, there's no future tense. God has given us future tense here because we're operating as flesh in time. So there's, there's, so there's tomorrow. For you, there's what? Tomorrow. In heaven, there's no tomorrow. The concept of tomorrow, the concept of in the afternoon, it does not exist. So you cannot say, I will. If you want a mango in heaven, you say, I have a mango. And the mango appears. How do I know? There's no few, people. Do, people talk funny in heaven. Some of you will be lost. There's no past or future. People are talking like everything is happening now. So you need to operate from heaven perspective. You need to operate from heaven's perspective. Assume what you are saying is already in motion, is happening. Then stick to what you are saying. Don't keep changing it. Don't keep what? Changing. You are saying this now. You are saying another opposite tomorrow. No. Don't be like some of my sons here. Today, mekupenda. Kesho, mekutema. Mekupenda. Some people in one year, they love five different people. With the same zeal. They are full of love, no? <laughs> they are confused elements. Radicals. So I understand. I want you to make a determination. That you're going to only let come out of your mouth that which you want to see happen. Why? Number one, angels wait on your word. When you speak, now angels go and implement what you've just said. You're a king, you're scribes. And your people under your commander, angels. Is that okay? Say, angels, wait 
on my word. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, you shall not tell an angel. It was a joke. Psalm 103, 20 said, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Question, where is the voice of his word coming from? Is it from heaven? No, it's from you. So when his word is voiced by you, then angels are now empowered. They are strengthened to go and perform that word. Question, even God... Okay, I'm going there. So number one, angels wait on the word of God. So they perform what you say. Is that okay? The book of Ecclesiastes says, you cannot tell an angel, this is what I've just said, I was just joking. It will have already done it. It will get you, the work of your hands spoiled by your mouth. Don't let your mouth make a total sinner of you. When called to account, you, you won't get by with, sorry, I didn't mean it. Why risk provoking God to angry retaliation? So when you talk carelessly, the messenger of God performs what you say and destroys what you, are, you have been doing with your hand. So when you pray, make sure what you have, what you are saying out there, lines up with what you prayed over the weekend. You cannot come here and say, oh Lord, please bless me with a spouse. I want a spouse, a godly spouse. I thank you. Oh, da, 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 da. Then you go out there. All men are dogs. How will, which one will God answer? God will bring you Rottweiler, German shepherds. You can't. If you're believing God for a spouse, believe him. Do what? Believe him. Believe him when you are here and believe him when you are out of here. Do you know why the Bible says when you pray, believe. Say when I pray, I should believe. That is the law of faith. When do you believe? When do you believe? Even before you see it. Eh? When do you believe? When do you receive it? When you pray. It is when you pray that you receive it. It is not when you receive it that you receive it. It is when you pray. That's, you receive it immediately after you have prayed. You live there with it. So your talk should line up the fact that you have it. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So when must you believe that you have received them? When? Do you believe when you see them? When do you believe? When do you believe? Now, the word believe means act as if it is already done. The word believe doesn't mean put your face at Angle Theta and look very spiritual. No, it means act as if it is already done. So your action and your speech should portray the fact that what you have already prayed for to you, as far as you are concerned, it is already done. 
So you can't come and ask God, Lord, I thank you for this contract. You're giving me provision. You're opening doors for me. Then you go out there, you enter a conversation. president finance We are suffering. Why should you make God angry with you and destroy the work of your hands? What you have just said shows you didn't believe what you prayed. So some conversations, even if they find you there, you must separate yourself because you believe different. You must don't be found enjoined in a community that are being attacked because of what they have said. Separate yourself. Find a way. All businessmen are suffering in this country. You can, yes, 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 I agree. They are really suffering. But you see us, God decided you have separated yourself. You agree with them that their businessmen are suffering, but as for you, your own is different. Is that okay? Separate yourself from people's third world problems. Is that okay? Don't include yourself in their conversation in trying to be nice. When you start speaking the word of God, people will hate you. The devil will put pressure on you to say something contrary. Am I talking? When Jesus said who he was, I am anointed. The next thing is they took him to stone him and to throw him off a cliff. Why? Because of what he said. When you determine I'm going to speak the word of God only, the devil will create pressure points to push you to a corner so that you can speak something different. discuss. Say, you know me, I'm of the kingdom. What are they trying to do? To put pressure on you so that you can speak something different. It is not easy to stick with the word of God. Because the world around you puts pressure on you to speak something the demons can use. When you find your mind wandering, what do you do? Put your hands over your mouth. So that you don't speak it. The Tower of Babel, the people were building it. God saw from heaven and they were devil worshippers. God said, these people are speaking the same thing. So long as they are talking like this, this thing they want to do, nobody can stop them. So God said, let me go down and scatter their speech. If God could scatter the speech of heathens, because without scattering, they will accomplish their vision. The devil tries to scatter your speech, because if he doesn't, you will accomplish your vision. Because don't think the thing you are speaking creates. Say, I understand. And the Lord said, indeed the people are one and they all have one language. 
And this is, this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Next verse. Come, let us go therefore and confuse there. Not to make them sick. Confuse. Because what was making them accomplish what they proposed? The language. The most important thing that made them accomplish their vision was because they were speaking the same thing all the time. What is making you not accomplish yours? You speak one thing today. Tomorrow you are speaking the opposite. In fact, not even tomorrow. 30 minutes down the line. You have already forgotten. You are speaking totally, total nonsense. And your word doesn't come to pass. So number one, angels of God wait upon the word of God to run with it. Number two, God waits upon his word to do God will not act until somebody has spoken. This is why the Bible says God does not do anything unless he tells his servants the prophet. Why? So they can speak it. Are you listening to me? Sometimes I wonder, like when I say, so and so, God is calling you home. It's sometimes very heavy on my heart because I'm wondering, okay, if I didn't say this, Will this person still be alive? And if true, they'd be alive. Am I the one who killed them? Or is it God? Would God have scattered them anyway? So it's a debate I've been having with myself for the last number of years. You want to know the answer? Why? Have you prophesied anyone today and they have died? The day you do and you're having heavy come, we shall cry together. <laughs> Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. So it is the job of the prophets to speak that secret. They're here. They're here. God says, I'm watching over my word to perform it. Okay. What is God watching about his word? He's watching, is there anyone speaking it? Is there anyone speaking my word? If I find someone speaking my word, then now I perform it. His eyes go back and forth to find someone speaking his word from the heart and believing that that word shall come to pass. That word, God will perform. They're here. So the angels, they're waiting on you to speak the word of God. God is waiting on you to speak the word of God. Number three, the Holy Spirit moves on the word of God. The Holy Spirit moves. The Bible says, the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me. So the Spirit was waiting for someone to speak. And when he spoke, the Spirit trod on that word. So the Holy Ghost waiting for somebody to speak the word of God. Then he moves. Problem! We are not speaking the word of God. We are speaking our own things. We are not confessing the word of God. We are not confessing 
the word of God. So start with God, not then God, the Holy Spirit, angels, maybe number four. Is that okay? So God is waiting on his word to perform it. The Holy Ghost writes upon the word of God. Jesus is waiting for you to speak his word. Are you aware? The Bible says Jesus Christ is the high priest of our confession. The book of Hebrews. is the administrator of what you are confessing. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2 says, Then the Spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet. And I heard him who spoke to me. Jesus Christ is the high priest of what? Of our confession. So what he administrates over is the oracle of the heavenly altar. But that oracle function only works when you confess his word. Seeing then that you have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. Jesus Christ is the high priest of our confession. So if you have no confession, the priestly function of Jesus is debilitated. If your confession is nonsense, you are empowering the devil. Angels are waiting on the word of God, I've told you. Demons are also waiting on the word of God. On the word you confess. The book of Psalms, I think chapter 39, it says, put a bridle over my lips when the evil one is around me. Put a bridle over my lips when the evil one is around me. I said, I will guard my ways lest I sin with my tongue. I will restrain my mouth with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. So demons are around you. They are before you. They are waiting for what is happening out of your mouth so that they can run with it and afflict you. Can't do me, Sana. Wave at me like this. I'm finishing. I'm closing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You need to repent of all the nonsense you have spoken in the past so that you have a clean slate and you move forward from here. Somebody saying, it's possible to repent? Ah, okay, you can now breathe. It is okay. The blood of Jesus. The work of the blood of Jesus is to wipe away words, the handwriting. And take it and nail it to the cross. Today we are calling forth money. Me, I've trained my heart. What I say, it comes to pass. But you are a prophet. But before I became a prophet, I had to go through this training. Even if you are a prophet, you have a prophetic gift. If you are a liar, that gift vanishes. Because you can't prophet. How can you prophesy? Your tongue is used to lying. 
when you profess, prophet, prophetic is creative. Is that okay? Sometimes I can create your future for you by speaking. That's not, okay, it's prophecy, but it's not really prophecy. It's the, the ability of my heart to create what I'm saying. And God brings it to pass because I have total belief that this thing I am saying right now, it shall come to pass shortly. You, you can't get that capacity because you have not trained your heart. Your heart is untrained. It is, it is everywhere. Unaongea hii leo, unaongea ingine kesho. Unapanga yule, umepanga yule. You are a liar. I didn't say a lawyer. Say, Lord, remember me. Forgive me for all the idle words I have spoken in the past which the enemy is using to afflict my life. Right now, let them be erased by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. By the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let them fall to the ground and never be effective again. In Jesus' mighty name. Say, so I receive my forgiveness now. Lord, train my tongue from this day forward to speak creatively and to speak only that which I want to see. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.